and thousands and we have taken control of your radio station. Hold up there, David. <laughs> no, we are not. Not this week. We are Hot Us 100s and 4s. Because we're Whoa! picking four very special songs that we think should have been deemed hot enough to be in the Hot Us 100 for 1995. You mean yeah. this yeah. is the remix? This is the remix. Come, Come on, on now. What a catchy title. It implies that we always we talk about thousands of songs every episode. We're nearly at 300. I probably do. I'm stealing the mic from David this week so we can all talk about songs that we think got the short end of the stick and should have been somewhere in this list. Probably we all think our songs should be number one. So let's get controversial (laughs) and kick it off with David. What have you brought for us this week? Hey fam. Well, this week, uh, this year rather, Uh, I've done a little bit of digging and I've done a little bit of thinking, but mostly I've been doing a little bit of running uh, without a G. This is the far side with running. know the far side for a uh, different track a song called drop which is a uh, a rage favorite which uh is a very very famous uh, music video from the 90s Great which video. was yeah shot entirely like they did they did it all in reverse so they had to learn how to rap backwards pretty much so they're like walking forwards and their mouth is moving backwards so that while the video is played backwards their mouth is making it yeah you you get it's working on some different levels and uh it is a pretty fucking cool video it also happens to be a banging song as well i picked this song because i count this song as one of uh the gateways for me into hip-hop in particular like uh this was a big song for me uh growing up uh it was on a uh one of those super cheap uh compilation albums that you could buy for like 10 bucks at like kmart or whatever i think it was rap legends volume two uh so it was like this <laughs> and arrested development and a tribe called quest and some other random shit seems pretty solid yeah it was mm. pretty good actually you nice know that came up yeah That's eric right. b and rakim you know oh, dude yeah some good shit <laughs> right yeah 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 the pitchfork so- of the 90s <laughs> Totally, Kmart. right? Totally. Kmart. One one time for Kmart. Kathany Mutt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, please, I'll tell you, ask Anthony. <laughs> the internet's busiest supermarket. <laughs> yeah, look, I I think this song has stuck with me because it is a mix of a really really solid beat an incessant uh, hook that really draws me in like uh, obviously like uh, I'm a total diehard for just songs that stick in your head uh, that's kind of been one of uh, my things uh, as a, as gold member would put it it's kind of my thing and i i really really love the the flow of this song and uh, like the way it's able to mix that technical proficiency as hip hop artists with that immediate accessibility where it's an instantly recognizable song with an instantly recognizable chorus and it's just a really solid vibe of really really positive energy and you know even though it can kind of deal with some pretty intense stuff you know like uh farsider kind of an overlooked group in the in the history of of hip-hop but yeah i really really dig this and uh i've picked some uh i guess some more obvious djy stuff in in previous ones so uh, i figured I'd, I'd come in with a bit of a left hook and uh see what y'all's thought of it what did you guys make of this track had any of you guys heard this before i had not no no, no. really okay it's weird that you say drop is the track that you think people would be most familiar with for the sure. far side because for me it's totally passing me by really? I think it's those three including this one are the three yeah, right. singles from what I read I still don't yeah. think I've heard drop because I've only I've oh, only as, you, as a, you've heard mm, drop drop oh. it's drop yeah yeah that drop yeah yeah, yeah. that drop <laughs> I see. I really yeah, love this Ad track. Yeah, and Rock's actually in the video for yeah, that. Right. Too. <laughs> I, I really loved it. Yeah, right. I really love it. I've never heard it before, but I, I love this track a lot. It's really yep. it's really lovely and fun. The chorus is great. I love the Stan Getz sample. Yeah. So that guitar yeah, yeah, yeah. comes from a song called Sordad uh, Vem Carendo, which uh, is Spanish for Sordad Comes Running. Yes. Running. Huh. One time which is samples. by American saxophone player Stan Getz, um, who I've heard a few albums of and is great, mm. and Brazilian guitarist Luis Bonfa. This song is considered kind of significant for being the first mainstream use of Brazilian music in hip hop as a sample. Yeah, right. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, just right. as a, you know, the more you know. Fucking Jay Diller production. Yeah, he yeah. handled the production on this uh, track and like during need those, I say more? During <laughs> those no. deep cut samples. Exactly. And yeah. just like it speaks to the volume of his abilities that this song, even without any of the flow and rapping would still be a great instrumental piece of music that's because it. that's what Jay Dillard does or did. Totally, but I totally. really love the verses and I, I love how different they feel. Like, um, so Fat Lip, the first one, his verse is way more percussive and like much shorter phrases. And then the second one, Slim Kid Trey, his is really melodic and smooth. And then Imani's comes in so hard and huge with those horns. It's really great. Like, I mean, mm. I, you know, I don't have much of a vocabulary for hip hop, but I love the nuances in, in their approaches to those different verses. And I think they really make the sum of the song greater than its parts. Oh, totally. Sometimes when you have a, a formalised kind of hip-hop song around a theme, it kind of, some people's verses kind of fit with the theme really well, and other people just kind of like, it just goes like... Some people just list monsters. monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some people open the monster manual and look at the major content. I mean, I wish he opened the monster manual. Like, Mind Flayer. <laughs> Tarask. <laughs> Beholder. <laughs> Beholder. Hobgoblin. Whoosh. Spectral Vole. <laughs> This is, go- this is going completely over my head. D and D, man. We should play. We should have a. We should have a hottest hundreds and thousands. Oh, that would be really hottest great. We can all be bards, so we can play music. Oh my god, we'll be a band that has to like. We would die so we'll quickly. Die really Holy quick. shit! You could totally do a D and D campaign of like Kiss Saves Christmas. You're four bards. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Mute. All right. We're all right. There we go. The content, like it's them rapping about being picked on, and yeah, like, bullied, yeah. like which that's, is that's so unique and it's fucking beautiful. awesome. That's like, it. Yeah. And as I said. Everyone clearly connects to that theme of you know not running away, facing your problems, and yeah. you know and talking and airing out their own problems in such a in such a great way. Like every verse adds to that theme. Mm. Yeah, no one lists monsters. <laughs> no <laughs> one. They don't seem like braggadocio dudes. They just seem like they're a bit nerdy and like they don't like being picked on. Particularly the first two verses. No one likes being um, picked on. No. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, maybe everyone was. was like you know what me. I mean. Like it's just I don't, I've not yet met a person who hasn't been picked That's on. It. Like That's it's it. just even. It's just everyone gets picked on. Yeah, yeah. but like, I thought it was great. You're right, right about the beat. The, the, the beat is heaps <laughs> chunky. I really love that. Like to go with that because the chorus is so hooky and like smooth and soulful, but it has this beat that's just like so unstoppable. Yeah, mm, I had a lot yeah. of fun with this song. Yeah, yeah. Nice. What um was there any contenders that were that were vying for your um, covered pick? Yeah, there are a few things back and forth. I thought it'd be hilarious if I actually picked "Hey Man, Nice Shot," which has been our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, my other one was also Proceed by The Roots. So. And I which is an absolute banger from the early uh, Arsenal, obviously a long time before Jimmy Fallon was on. This yeah, song. I like I don't know the roots that well. I wasn't even really aware that they went back that far. Yeah, oh, yeah, back God. to back yeah. to their roots. They, yeah, mm. roots been around for a hot minute, man. There they've been they've been around the block, dude. Will you guys reckon you will check out the, any more far side stuff from here? Well, I watched Drop afterwards, and and I dug that as well. Like, it's, I, it's I, brilliant, right? Yeah, are they, such a good video. I guess they're not off the same album, same record. Oh, yeah. there you go. I'm just yeah. gonna grab that album then. Yeah, oh. fucking right. Yeah, wasn't name the album. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really long, complicated title. Really? Uh, yeah. In 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 the same vein as you know that outcast, oh, that, one. that outcast one, one is yeah. like Southern playlistic Cadillac. Oh right. Give me like Labba Calibre Fragile Lab Cabin California. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. But it looks more complicated than it, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like once I broke it down, it's like, oh right, I see. Nathan, Nathan makes it seem easy. Yeah, <laughs> I am a good reader. Yeah. You read good. <laughs> But the album itself is quality, David? Yeah, yeah, I recommend it. Like, I'll check uh, out the album. Yeah, and they're still going to this day. Like, they still, you know, are uh, fairly regular on circuits and stuff like that. So uh, definitely worth a check out. Fucking A. Thanks, nice. for, thanks for bringing it in. Not a problem. For my pick, I've selected uh, PJ Harvey's Down by the Water. I lost my heart under the bridge that Harvey with Down by the Water. Um, I chose this not only because I think it's an absolutely wonderful song, but compared to others that I was weighing up, um, I think that this was actually a really bizarre song to not have been in a countdown already. This was her. Yes. Well, this was her. Uh, this is a big hit for her. It was her main first kind of crossover from the first two more grungy guitar records into like I guess this is kind of post-punk and accessible, like a mm. Nick Cave contemporary. Okay, yeah. Yeah. This is where she got her first alt-radio success. She would go on later to have much more success, obviously. Sure, yeah. But yeah, I think this is an absolutely fucking terrific track. There's like the opening up with that sustained drone sound, like yeah. grounds it in a darkness that deals with the subject matter, i.e. murdering your kid in a river, that her voice doesn't do because she's such a fucking beautiful singer that no matter what she sings, it's going to sound beautiful, but having a dark drone behind everything gives it gravity that it deserves. And that also allows Polly to hit the high notes and play a lot with her voice and also like the whispering. I guess it channels those kind of, all those kind of classic Americana, bluesy murder ballads. Yeah. Like she herself being British, but it channels that kind of thing. Much like Nick Cave did. Mm. She's often a contemporary of his and they've collaborated, of course. No surprise that they collaborate. Yeah. Yeah. And they were romantically linked for a time as well? Yeah. 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 During that period when they were collaborating. They can't Um, keep their fucking hands off each other in the 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 video. video. Oh, mama. (laughs) That's a sexy, fully clothed video. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If Um, you want to get away with something at work, (laughs) (laughs) cheeky maz at work, (laughs) chuck on the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just grab the flashlight, put on the Henry Lee video, and fucking go to town. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure what your method <laughs> for sneaky mapping at work is. <laughs> well, but I work from home. So. <laughs> but I think this is a like this song. I just think is absolutely so enticing and alluring. It lures you in with such subtlety, but then it's such a like it's so sexy on paper, but like it's just so dark and so wonderful. It's everything I like about that kind of mid nineties post punk. Um, and, like, PJ doesn't even need to champion her, obviously. She has <laughs> had every success that an alternative music oh, she could expect. She kind of does at the moment. <laughs> the new 
album's all right. <laughs> New album, not good. <laughs> not great, Bob. <laughs> not great, Bob. She obviously went on to much more like commercial success, but I don't think she ever reached the creative heights that she did on the album This Is From, which is To Bring You My Love. Mm. It's my absolute favorite record of hers. Really? And, yeah. Okay. This is this I is the one record. I go to yeah. when I want to listen to some PJ. Yeah. And, and I think this this song is, see, see, mine yeah. is Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea. That's a lot of people. Yeah, like, I'd say that's probably list. mine as well. <laughs> I'm such a pleb. No, 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 no. I love that record as well. I love that record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then again, a lot of people would say uh, Let England Shake, which... That was pretty critically acclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very important album for for her, and mm. you know, like yeah. especially for English oh, music at that at that yeah, year. Yeah, like it's very it's very England centric. It's almost so. and, but yeah. that alienatingly, almost yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah it's great so. for that. I got into PJ Harvey via Aha uh-huh, Her. Wow, uh, in two thousand. Like so who, I was who, like fourteen when yeah. that record came out. Perhaps oh. my least favorite record of hers. Mm, interesting. Okay. Not, not that it's a bad album. Uh, I would definitely go with, with the new record. New record, not good. Yeah, like uh, that came, like she came, was coming out for Splendor and like Aha uh, uh-huh, Her was the feature album and I was just like, oh, I've heard a lot about this person. I, I need to check out this music and uh, it's kind of continued from there and like uh, I've sadly never seen her live. I'll be rectifying that in January. Indeed. Uh, yes. Are we Are we going? Are we doing that? Probably. I'm keen. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's playing on the Sunday and refused to playing on the Saturday. So yes. it's going to be the best <laughs> weekend ever. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Yeah. I don't assume this was anybody's first time hearing this song no no i i yeah like i said i love this song it's and, so and, seductive yeah, like, everything yeah, it's it, so it's groovy been a long time since i heard like um i know a few tracks called down by the water like there's a, there's <laughs> yeah. a December song called down by the water um but um i was uh, i was just like oh which one is this and then i heard the come back here man give me my i was just like ah oh, it's that one yeah, yeah right 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 once you're in that groove, there's no getting out. Like, That's no, it. It's, that incessant it's, fucking shaker, like the the offbeat uh, rim shots on yeah. the drums, like and that bass just just fuzzed out, just going over and over. It's just so steely and intense. It's just so grabs groovy. you. It's the, yeah. gro- it's the grooviest song about child murder I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, and so it's really dark and like weirdly sexy. Like it shouldn't be sexy, like when she's doing all the whispering and stuff like that, but it's yeah, just like... but it's super sexy. Oh, yeah, it's just like, oh, baby, the way you... You fucking murder that kid. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I, I, more, I agree. more cheeky mass material. <laughs> 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 literally kinda... coming blood. <laughs> oh. Oh. It is kind of surprising that it's not in the countdown. I would, I, I reckon it would have been close. Is my mm. completely Genuine question? Has she ever been in the hottest one hundred? Yeah, the one with Tom York made it in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah I it did. So. Yeah, but I would, I'd be look very surprised if Continue this wasn't talking. getting airplay and. You know, this would have been in the in the the second hundred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, hundred and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, obviously, there are so many shit songs in the countdown. This could easily have subbed in for any of them. But yeah, it's kind and of it's... weird. I would I would have loved for this to have been in there because this is a really important moment for her as an artist. Mm. This is just a great song. And you think a lot of the Nick Cave fans as well would have been all about. Yeah, that. Mm, surely it, it is. It is such a similar thing. Even stuff like Hole and, and Garbage and all like. Th- oh, totally. If it's in with yeah, us I, as well. I, I don't. I don't think maybe I'm being naive, but I don't think it was a gender thing that she's not here. No, I think, I think this is a terrific piece of alternative rock music. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. it, it just really surprised me that it wasn't in the countdown because I, I then had to Google around to see maybe if it was a single that came out the next year. It was on next year's countdown, much like why I didn't pick yep. people for the previous. Mm. Um, for my vote I was really surprised not to see this here but I was very happy to go back and play the album start to finish a couple of times to find out which song I was going to select to put on here because I'm in love with that made the right choice hi guys me again uh PJ Harvey came in in the 2000, 2001, and 2002 Hottest 100. Great. Uh, Excellent. With uh, Good Fortune. I'd rather done it with you. Uh, which is a wonderful song. Uh, this mess we're in. Duly noted. And a duet with Gordon Gaino, friend of the show. Interesting. Yeah. You know who you just Gordon were Gaino? Then? You know, of he, violent femmes. Oh, right, of course, of course, the yeah. violent femme himself. Yeah, yeah, the, the femme, the most violent femme, the most violent femme. You know, who you reminded me of just so much when you just popped in. Like, is you're watching Iron Chef, and you have the they ask it the the, the host oh, will ask you questions yeah. like Kuisan. Yes, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah the challenger right now is preparing octopus. <laughs> you were that guy, Kuisan. <laughs> yeah. Kuisan. Kuisan. Yeah. Yeah. Namaste, <laughs> <laughs> and an ooga booga to you too. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 
Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. But we've talked a lot about, with Alanis Morissette in particular, female artists playing with the idea of what it means to be a female artist and kind of subverting that or whatever. Like, that is here in absolute droves in this song. The fact that it's about a mother murdering her child, like, number one, like, absolutely don't do that. But, like, I think it's so essential... <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah. Adam's tips. Don't <laughs> Abs- absolutely. Don't write songs about it. What are some other maybe tips, you do. Adam? Uh, be good to yourself and others. Yeah, right. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Uh, gather no moss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and I think that's so essential to, like, PJ Harvey as an artist and a performer as well. Like, she's kind of traded in that quite quite a lot throughout the course of her career i think like in terms of her image in terms of her photo Mm. shoots in terms of all kinds of things like that i just think like in terms of the conversation that we've i mean i don't want to draw too much attention to it because i think that's a little naff in itself but like i think it's worth mentioning just in terms of the landscape of female artists that's happening at this time and this this kind of trend um but it's just that thing of like you know mother child bond is is one of like sort of particularly mother daughter yeah is one of like the sacred sort of cause of what we consider humanity to be and, yeah. and she's like violating that in a really seductive way and that's just that's right yeah. exciting. it's not and for, from and again like from a point, point of view reading gender into it like that's that's huge it's yeah. massive and there's Medea, it's, it's, it's totally it's Medea. Medea. Yeah. yeah anyway pj harvey i fucking love you and i can't wait to see you live finally after so many yes. years yes boom <laughs> this was a contender for me between uh i was weighing up this between the flaming lips abandoned hospital ship <laughs> Nice. The lead track from mm. Cardi Metallic. Anything from Coughing Up a Storm, friends all. And spiritualized lay back in the sun. From the underrated Pure Phase record. Nice. Everything spiritualized is underrated, though, sure. For me. <laughs> for you. For you. <laughs> They're a big band for me. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, what have you brought to the table? Um, I have brought uh, Rock and Roll McDonald's uh, by Wesley Willis. Yes! McDonald's is a place to rock. It is a restaurant where they buy food to eat. It is a good place to listen to the music. People flock here to get down to the rock music. Rock and Roll McDonald's! Rock and Roll McDonald's will make you fat. They serve Big Macs. They serve quarter pounders. They will put pounds on you. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. That was Wesley Willis with Rock and Roll McDonald's. Um, so a, a lot of people know about Wesley Willis, but I think for the benefit of anyone that doesn't, it's pretty important to talk about who he was because without that knowledge, it's probably a little bit weird what you just heard, I guess. <laughs> so Wesley Willis was a 300-pound, 6'5 black man from Chicago. He would walk around and draw the city in his little notebook and catch buses, which he called Harmony Joyrides. He had a dent in his forehead because he would greet people by headbutting them. Which is lovely. Uh, In 1989, he was diagnosed with chronic schizophrenia and he started hearing voices which would cause him considerable torment and turn his Harmony Joyrides into what he would call torture hell rides, uh, which is really, really sad and tragic. A few years later, he began to write songs and he discovered that writing and playing music would make the voices go away and put him at ease. His friend Dale Miners took him into a studio, started recording them and then he formed a band with him, which was called the Wesley Willis Fiasco. Most of his songs all pretty much sound the same. It's kind of, particularly his solo stuff. It's just that basic Casio beat with some programmed chord progressions and lyrics that are just Wesley's experiences of certain place or a thing or a person. People that he knows often come into his... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's not a great singer. 
Um, he heard somewhere that the ideal song goes for three and a half minutes, and a lot of his songs go for pretty much three and a half minutes. And he wrote a lot of songs. He had over 50 albums, and there are over a thousand uh, songs of his in circulation. Uh, and early on, he picked up like a bit of a cult status in Chicago, and people were swapping his cassettes. And he supported a lot of bands, many of whom he wrote songs about, including The Frogs, The Foo Fighters, Urge Overkill, and Swerve Driver which is pretty cool. Mm. Um, in 95, he got picked up by Alternative Tentacles, which is the label run by Dead Kennedy's frontman, Jello Biafra. They put out a bunch of his albums and compilations, um, including the album This Is From, Rock Power, which came out in 1995. And so, I know Jello was a big champion of his, supported Huge. him, yeah, and, he, and, even, and even to this day, supports the estate and family of Wesley Willis. Yeah, yeah. This song, I think, is probably his most famous because it was featured in Super Size Me. Yeah, he passed away in 2003, but I just think, like, he was an absolutely unique artist and, and mm. you watch anyone that met him talk about him and they yeah. have nothing but love for him. He's just a beautiful, beautiful person. And his music is kind of weird but not like ridiculous and I think there's like a punk idealism in his like mm. everyday honesty and, and his songwriting as a means to combat his illness. Yeah. He's just, it's just a beautiful thing to have happened yeah. and to mm. have touched as many people as he did. You know, like, Yeah. Uh, rock over Chicago, yeah. rock over London. Fuck yeah, like, fuck yeah. Just on the note of like the artists that he touched, uh, one uh, was uh, a, uh, a kind of a comedy rap artist, a guy called MC Lars, which I'm not sure if you mm, guys know. Of course. Yeah. Um, signing emo, uh, download this song, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but uh, Lars met uh, Wesley Willis, uh, I think in like 2002 or 2003, and uh, you know recorded, like got a video of him like meeting him and stuff like that. Like he was like super excited to meet him and stuff like that, and uh, played him his music and he really liked it. And uh, there's a recording of it, and uh, he goes, Lars Horace, I like your songs. I'm gonna make songs all about you on my next album. It's going to be called This Gigantic Robot Kills. Uh, sadly, he passed away before he could yeah. ever make another album. So the next uh, MC Lars album was called This Gigantic Robot Kills. That's beautiful. Mm. Mm. But that's, that's exactly okay. the kind of love that yeah. just surrounded him. Always. Yeah. With, and yeah. obviously this is remarkable. Like uh, this is a kind of music uh, which is categorized as outsider music, uh, which is uh, by people that aren't uh, proficient uh, or, you know, like technically like astute musicians in their own right. But uh, they have such an interest in a passionate, like uh, I guess Daniel Johnson has been considered outside of music. Uh, Jan Terry, the uh, Miss Piggy lookalike, famous mm-hmm. for her incredibly cheesy uh, VHS uh, 80s video for Losing You. I don't want to lose you tonight. You're the only thing Homeless mustard, I guess. Hiding the tears in my eyes, cause you know boys don't cry. Adrian Muncy, the composer who uh, literally barred through an entire orchestral arrangement called The Lost Sheep. Really emoting the bars, like <laughs> it's very powerful. Once you yeah. go down that fucking rabbit hole, there is no <laughs> yeah. going. Like yeah. you'll be up until six a.m. just watching shit like that, being like, "How did this happen?" And I and I guess kind of outside of music had a bit of a revitalization with the Rebecca Black Friday thing mm. a few years ago, and like finding out all the art, like all the kids that mm. like literally got songs written for them. Like you give them three hundred bucks and they get a song in a music video, like uh, My Jeans and songs like that. Like even in like a completely different spectrum, that's outside of music as mm. well because these kids don't know how to sing. They don't know anything about making music or anything yeah. like that. They've literally been handed everything. It's just like okay. Here we go. <laughs> and I, I, I think there's something so fascinating about that and something even revolutionary about that. So from Daniel Johnson to Rebecca Black or, <laughs> and everything in between, you know, like uh, I think Wesley Willis is such a fascinating, such a wonderful character. So uh, having him in the Hottest 100 just would have been the icing on an already delicious cake. And I don't or, think it would have been that unreasonable. Mac, like Even external to the story of Wesley Willis, this song isn't any intrinsically better or worse than like I want to be a hippie. Yeah, like, it's exactly. just as silly oh, fun. And like he, he had, yeah, of course, you know, by '95 he had kind of significant cult status. I, yeah, yeah. I, I probably he was played I guess, a bit. I guess that, I guess maybe, that's why but... outsider music is yeah, never going to yeah. have the radio appeal yeah. like, by by design. And like that's the thing, outsider art in general is difficult to evaluate from a critical perspective, I think. Like, on paper, obviously, this is not much. It's fun enough, whatever. Um, but that's not... That entirely loses the complete point of what made Willis a special character in the spectrum of 90s and 80s alternative music. 
his story, and like I know this is going to sound like a bit high alert, and I don't mean that, but I think his story is one of absolute hope and positivity for mentally downtrodden outsiders, and I absolutely yeah. mean that. This music actively exists outside of the lines of convention, like in the same way that you can't evaluate like an hour-long noise composition or a John Cage micro-composition by the boundaries of pop music. Seeing this within the boundaries of conventional music is futile. Mm. It's high concept in form. It's just lowbrow in execution. I think this is... Like, for what this is, it is absolutely perfect. Like, all of his songs are absolutely perfect. It doesn't matter if you don't like them. That's not the point. Yeah. The fact that they, they brought him a little bit of happiness in what was apparently a very difficult life, so they, were, so they did their job perfectly. It doesn't matter. Rock on London, rock over Chicago. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. I was introduced as kind of Wesley Willis, and I think this is, is communicates where he sits now really perfectly, and maybe outside of music in general, in the internet age, it's kind of like people having like a, oh, we'll show you this YouTube clip, I'll show you this YouTube clip, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Wesley Willis kind of came up there. And like, I wonder when I listen to this, like, because I'm sure many people share this as kind of like a joke song, or kind of like, is that a wrong thing to kind of... I, I think it's, certainly, like, it's certainly a question... To, that, that yeah. you have when you have that, but I don't think what I have heard people say, people who don't like music like this, or Wesley Willis in particular, have said that it's exploitative for people like Jello Biafra to have released the music, and I think that is a fucking mean thing to say about a human being. Mm. I, I think so too, because I think like laughter doesn't have to be cruel, and you know, like to say you know, like this is bad. If, Music, you know, like from a, from a context of coming f- like with other music, as you say, like yeah. you can't judge it from those standards. So I think like there's there's nothing necessarily mean hearted about in laughing at it. No, in laughing no, at it, and no, he no, laughed and, at it. And I'm saying sure. saying that it is mean hearted, yeah, exactly. It's 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 assuming that he has no self awareness yeah. about what he's doing, which is like way right, worse. Right, yeah. that's making assumptions about him instead of the music. Like, but that's... yeah, just because you're a lower class person with mental health issues doesn't mean you aren't an intelligent. person. Yeah, that can make jokes can... in songs. Yeah, exactly, and like, be, be self aware like, about the fact that well, it, it, I, it... was it. I kicked Batman's ass. I kicked like I, you know, like I whooped Spider Man's ass. I whooped Spider Man's ass. I whooped Superman's ass. I whooped Batman's ass. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. yeah. I whooped Batman's ass. I whooped Batman's ass. Like, I ended up, I ended up hearing quite a bit from this from this course. housemate that I had because once we got into, you know, I think this was the first one. He played Rock and Roll McDonald's as you do because yep. it's yeah. the hit. Um, <laughs> and then you know we. I, yeah, we go. But that's it. Like, I, I, I want Batman's ev- ass. Is mm. I think everyone you, you discover Wesley Willis, and it's this yeah. crazy little. You like, can't stop googling it. Isolated vortex of what is this crazy thing that happened, and the more you read about it, the more you you just you have love for it. I, I can't imagine what it would have been like to have been a native Chicagoan and someone rushing up to you at a house party and be like, "We have to put this fucking tape on." And having that revelatory moment. Yeah. Like, the would internet has made a lot of things easier, and I'm not a person who is anti-internet, obviously, but I think <laughs> there would have been something incredibly special about the difficulty of finding Wesley Willis music and then, <laughs> and then having one mate be like, oh, Wesley, he's playing all the fucking time. He's literally on the road. And just having that moment, and be like, holy shit. Yeah. And, like, having him butt you in the face. Like, oh, yeah. all these things. Amazing. Never like, watching this face again. Yeah, it's and, just... Oh. And I suppose thinking about it even more, because I know that th- this was big with the, you know, like the college circuit and whatever, and the college you know guys and whatever, and there would have been some meanness kind of in there, but that kind of... You're still engaging and loving the music, so the joke yeah. kind of becomes on you. It's kind of on them, yeah. It's yeah, kind of on you. He's, like, like, he's still got money from the ticket sale. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah hell yeah. Like, and he's still got to write and play his music for people, which is all he wanted yeah. to do. So yeah, that is fuck all he them. wanted to do. And, it, like, and there's some surprising like revelations you kind of get from it. The one that I get is the how he almost signs off on all of his songs with like a slogan for a product. Wheaties, Drippers are Champions. To yeah. me, it's such a it's such an honest acknowledgement of the commercial world that not many other people have, especially in relation to art. It's just kind of like, no, totally. Like we hear these things every day, and you place it in the context at the end of this song as if what you just did was sponsored, and we th- and it it just illuminates a lot about music, really. Yeah. Mm. The the fact you just did that and what you're doing is like, I mean, I, yeah, and you read into it because. Or maybe you don't. Maybe he, you know, like who knows how intentional it it's, was it's to, to illuminate a, such that. A, like, but it's there. An honest and straightforward yeah. observation of the world he's living in. Even like the fact yeah. that in that song he says, like you know, Hungry Jack's burgers are better than McDonald's burgers. Again, it's such a because they have like two grams of fat, of fat less or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. But he engages with 
you know, like th- that 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 real commercial world. Like he just yeah. goes straight to it. It's like I have an opinion, and like there's something about and it that's song so is, strange. Is the place for that opinion. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it is really strange to to go there. Also, the line uh, they will put pounds on you. Yeah. Well, done. Yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. well done. Well done. Yeah, like oh. as if you as if he doesn't know he's being funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, this is the place to rock. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> Th- thank you for picking this song, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad we got yeah. to talk about Wesley Willis. R.I.P. Big fella. Honorable mentions, I like other, you know, also rans, only talking sense by the Finn brothers. We are true. Only when we talk the pillow. Yeah, and, nice. Um Alberto Bassam by FX Twin. Real Man by Slater Kinney. Ah! Yeah. Good choices. Cool. I had to go with Wesley. Rock on. Yeah, rock up London. Rock on Chicago. Adam, what have you brought to the table? I like it raw. (laughs) Don't you just. If that's not a giveaway, then you haven't heard this song. You haven't heard this song. (laughs) Uh, This is All Dirty Bastard with Shimmy Shimmy. Oh, baby, I like it raw. With Shimmy Shimmy R. Adam. Uh, there ain't this no, tune. There is no father to his style. Rizzo was right, as he was about so many things. Wow, this this song. I'm gonna stop at this point and go like, yeah, I'm talking about the Wu Tang clan again. Yeah. I did wonder how much I wanted to <laughs> lean into this kind of stereotype of especially in relation to hip hop Adam. Turn into the groove, man. But <laughs> This song, man, like it is, it is absolutely, you know, I, I looked at the songs that weren't included. I looked at the tracks of 95. I saw this and I left it there for a while, I, for a good long while. I went, all right, I see you shimmy shimmy ya. That's fine. Let's see what else is around. And then just like in the corner of my eye, just pick me. <laughs> <laughs> this comes off uh, the album 36 Chambers, the dirty version, the ODB solo album, part of the first wave of solo albums that were coming out around this time, uh, 95, 96, for the members of the Wu-Tang Clan, most of them produced by RZA, most of them friggin' amazing. I don't love the album, heaps. I, right. I don't like... it. To me, Like the, the best thing about ODB is when you have him in small doses. He's perfect on the 93, 36 Chambers Wu-Tang album when he comes in and you're not expecting him and he drops this absolutely bombastic out of control because he's, he's the wild man of Wu-Tang he's yeah. the wild card yeah. Yeah. he's yeah. just like it's like you know he's wild like, card yeah. bitches yes exactly <laughs> he's like wild card he cuts the brakes and off he goes <laughs> like oh, he would have he would have been the one that was the most effort to be hanging around <laughs> <laughs> well from all from all like accounts yes he was <laughs> the stories of ODB are amazing um oh. <laughs> The, the, one of the ones that was coming around from this time uh, was the famous stunt that he did for MTV where he went to pick up a welfare check in a stretch limo. <laughs> ODB. My dude. Because My dude. It was, and it was, 
It actually Kelly would have had a field day. With oh, <laughs> I know. The the weird thing about it is ODB ended up being responsible for welfare reform through that stunt because he only was able to do that because uh, something a, some some loophole where the earnings that he made from being part of the Woo and doing this solo album and releasing Shimmy Shimmy R, which was massive, and all the other singles he had at that time hadn't come through, and so he was still able to go and collect that. <laughs> um, so yeah, ODB responsible for welfare reform. Does that make it harder for people to get welfare? Uh, no. Okay. It was it was fine. Okay. But, but still, you don't associate... Harder for Wu-Tang Clan people to get ripped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harder, harder, harder for killer bees. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the other major stunt that happened at this time, which I think is amazing, is the interrupting of the 1998 Grammy Awards. This is one of the famous ODB stories, right? So... Everyone knows about Kanye West getting up and interrupting Taylor Swift. Of course. You know, at the, at the VMA Awards and that kind of happening. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. And I'm so surprised that this incident wasn't brought up more in the conversation I've around never heard that about time. this. Right? He basically got up when he found out that the Wu-Tang Clan lost out for the best Grammy Award being for, for Wu-Tang Forever, I believe, to Puff Daddy. Now, he didn't interrupt Puff Daddy. He interrupted Sean Colvin, who was getting up to receive a completely unrelated <laughs> award at some time. And all of a sudden, like... Well, so, he, he, so like, a moment ago, he lost... He didn't revise it. I don't even win. know how long ago and it was. Like, I don't know how long... Shit. I don't know how long it was. Maybe he yeah. was sitting there, like... Stewing. Stewing for an hour. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm going to say something. No, ODB, no. No, I'm going to. I'm going to. Look, no. If I, if I don't, I'll hate myself forever. So he got up and interrupted someone who had nothing to do with the award and said, Please calm down. The music and everything. everything. I said, um, I went and bought me an outfit today that costed a lot of money today. You know what I mean? Because I figured that Wu-Tang was going to win. I don't know how y'all see it. But when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Puffy is good, but Wu-Tang is the best. Okay? I want y'all to know that this is ODB and I love you all. Peace. Yes. <laughs> that is so tight. Which is where we get the phrase Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang is, is for the, the children. children. That I didn't know How that that's where that originated. Wu-Tang is forever. <laughs> that, um, so... <laughs> That's spectacular. <laughs> if you needed to know anything more about yeah. ODB God than that. God fucking bless that son of a bitch. Yeah. Other stuff about him, you know, he multiple offences and run-ins with the law oh, and all that what? kinds of problems. I know. Ne- I never. I know. See him in an interview as well. The guy barely makes any sense, but all of that only adds to what happens when he gets on the mic. There has not been an MC around, and there never will be, living or dead, that quite does what he did and I almost think like again reading into it a little bit more like the way he has that crazy way too over the top vibrato singing (laughs) next to his kind of absolute guttural rap styling I almost look at that and I go like man like if you were so inclined you could read that as a critique of the way that hip-hop was not viewed as a correct style of music. He's kind Mm -hmm. of almost poking fun at singing and then placing that next to rapping and kind of, to me, like that's just an absolute middle finger to people who don't think rapping is a legitimate form of expression. Of course, that just happened organically. That was just what he wanted to do. That was just his style. But like, (laughs) that's that's totally, you know, something that that I kind of of see in that. I love the fact that um, in this track, because of the phrase, oh, baby, I like it raw, which is let's be honest, 90% of the song and kind of all, <laughs> all, all that needs to be there. Uh, it's the, only, the pie of this song. Yeah. The, the rest, Because the, the rest of it is just one verse that's repeated, yeah. some of it backwards. But that's so but good. That's so good. And that's yeah. so important at representing how chaotic an MC is and yeah. how, how rough and how loose, like, and just this this crazy, like, cannonball of a human yeah. that is out of control, that he, he can do the same verse twice. And they're so different. Yeah. It's, it's not that kind of really clean production of, you know, of a pop song where you will sing a chorus multiple times and they sound exactly the same. He does the same verse twice and they sound so different. That's exactly like you it. Could, you could spend hours picking apart all the little details that are different in each one and that's just who he is. Yeah, And also, like, the fact that 
it shows that when you said he's best when he shows up, and it's like, holy shit, ODB's in this track, and he drops a killer verse and then fucks off. And he's, yeah. he's, he, he still can't fill out a song. He still just, <laughs> no, no, he still just drops a killer verse. Yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, just one verse, which is why I think that this is a great you know, a great track. And if you if you get through like all of the ODB solo album and you get to the end, you're like, oh, that's a lot of ODB. I've been hanging around with ODB for a while. <laughs> you know. I'm tired. Um, but because of, because of that hook, I like it raw, which I, I think you know, like, works on a lot of different levels, especially in relation to like the whole Wu-Tang sound at that time just yeah. be nothing is is raw sounding in hip-hop as riz's production in 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 the original but um the record label actually made him get on and do a, a psa for not having unprotected sex huh. <laughs> even though he has 13 children <laughs> well he's for them the evidence <laughs> yeah, he is Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang is, is for the children look um, a lot of children <laughs> yeah i think it's wonderfully hooky wonderfully poppy while still being like absolutely exemplary of of why ODB, you know, has become a singular personality at the same time as being a hip hop archetype that's been picked up mm. by the likes of, you know, so many other contemporaries. R.I.P. ODB. I don't know. I'm mm. out. Drop yeah. the mic. This is. I'm really glad you picked this song. This is an absolute delight. Like it's always like I'm no Wu Tang expert, but like ODB always stands out in any song that he features in because like yeah. he's so recognizable with his flow and style. But, like, on his own here, like, he's just so much fucking fun to spend time with. I'm sure he was exhausting to spend time with as a human being. (laughs) But for three or four minutes, this is just so, so much fun. The lyrics are, like, if you can listen to it and not rap along, you're a stronger man than I. Because (laughs) it's so fucking catchy and so groovy. No matter how bad an MC you are. Yeah, no matter how white I am. And I'm very white. This is, yeah, so much fucking fun. Um, Riz's production here is so, so fucking good. He... The sample work and the looping, it's... It's just like, ins- It just doesn't fucking give in. It was, just, yeah. If it was instrumental, it'd and... be better than like 80% of instrumental hip-hop tracks. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, Rizzo just untouchably at this time. You know, he was just, it's mm, so yeah. ignorant. Like, yeah. It's the kind of shit, all windows down, fucking, you lean back as far as you possibly can in yeah. your car, you fucking blast this, and you drive down the street, holding down the horn with one hand, and <laughs> everyone <laughs> up down the street with the other. And you become <laughs> ODB for that moment. <laughs> oh, god damn. Oh, it's just, it's just ferocious. Like, it's yeah, just, it is, it's, yeah. it's so, so much fun. Like, uh, again, I'd never heard of the Wu-Tang Clan uh, when I was eight years old, but I had heard of Old Dirty Bastard, <laughs> uh, thanks to his collaboration with Praz uh, for the hit single Ghetto Superstar. Couldn't take no more, I'm gonna reveal everything, change the law. I find myself walking the streets, trying to find what's yeah. really going yeah. on yeah. in yeah. the streets. Yes. Which is, of course, where I first heard the medley, or the melody for Islands in the Stream. Mm-hmm. Course. <laughs> weird, weird fucking reverse engineering ha, ha, there ha. on a lot of fronts. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Uh, but fucking hell, like uh one of the most like energetic presences in hip hop. Like he could work with everyone, you know, like mm. you, fucking Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Fucking, of yeah, one fucking, of his most famous tracks. Fraz, fucking yeah. Bust like, a bus. Bust a bus, you know, like you throw him in with anyone and he'll hold his own and you will remember that shit. Wu Tang has just not been the same without him, and that's no, totally. that's, that's the cold hard facts. You know, I actually I actually don't really care about as much as I love the early Wu Tang, like I'd, I could take or leave pretty much anything that was released or produced after Wu Tang Forever, to be honest. Like, because it's just, I miss, I miss ODB. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah, don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. And absolutely incredible presence. Well, what other songs did you have in mind? Or was it just was there clear anything from the get really much of a contender? No, no, there definitely was. Um, D'Angelo, a couple of tracks from his one. Pavement and Wowie Zowie had a couple yeah, of nice. cuts on it as yeah, well. Yeah, nice. And then getting back to, again, uh, hip-hop and uh, the Wu-Tang, um, I mean, this is the year that Liquid Swords was released. When the MCs came, tell them about their names, man, to perform some bad, to smoke cocaine, to act insane, with the poor feet rocking on. If it, if it wasn't for this song just being so absolutely charismatic or whatever, I could easily have done a cut from that, or uh, Raekwon's album as well. Watch these rap niggas get all up in your guts. Prince Vanilla Butter Pecan Chocolate Deluxe. Only built for Cuban links. Uh, yeah. Or I could have been really obnoxious and picked something from Dissection's album Storm of Light's Bane, which is one of my favourite black metal albums. Yeah! 
would have been unreal. Yeah, I didn't pick any experimental shit. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we can get through like the you know the, yeah. all of this only, podcast without me picking a black metal with, song with, with no burzum on here. <laughs> Woody woo! And then I think uh, just in terms of like much more general weird omissions from the countdown, Radiohead yep. released a pretty big album this year. Indeed, uh, yeah. yeah, the Bends. Um, mm. You know, which I think as an album is not their best holistically but certainly has some amazing singles uh, High and Dry Fake Plastic Trees Planet Just Black, yeah, Black, Sp- Black Star yeah. as well Black Star is my favourite and another one I was Just considering is my as favorite. well Just yeah. Just is mm. also great but like so look, it's got weird, some hits weird that um, especially after Creep came in oh, at wait, number yeah. two is my iron long on yep. the bins yep. yeah mm-hmm. that's, that, that, yep. that's a I, I'm 90% sure that it's also the only um, Radiohead album that doesn't have any songs on the Hottest 100 yeah right because really? there was so a, strange. there's been at least a couple from Every album since Even because, the King of Limbs Yeah right. Yeah Lotus Flower got right. it I'll be very surprised to hear If anything on Moonshape Pool Makes it Yeah yeah mm. Who knows But that's, it's just so weird Especially because like Pablo Honey to the Benz Is not the biggest jump In terms of Radiohead's Genre, trajectory yeah. And if anything It's more radio friendly Yeah Um because all of those singles, like we just listed, like more than half the album as like really solid quality singles. It's a, such a solid album. It, like, and I, I'm just, I'm really surprised that yeah. nothing from it made it into the countdown. It is yeah. a surprise. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's the biggest one I could find that was like, really? There's no Radiohead, but I was also like, I'm not going to bring in a Radiohead song. They don't need, they don't need that signal <laughs> <Yeah>. boost. <laughs> Any other omissions that we can think of? I'm just going of. through a couple. Yeah, it's a lot of metal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> At the gates. Um, oh, there's Ramones. Ramones in 1995. What did they draw? Um, Adios Amigos. Oh, I don't want to grow up. Final record. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't want to grow up. I don't want to grow up. It's great. It's great. I don't want to grow up. Great song. Mm, very good. The other thing to consider is that there is a lot of stuff that you would expect to be here in 95 that ends up making it into 96 yeah. and sometimes even 97. So yeah. if, you, if anybody at home is screaming and going like, but they missed Durst, well... Stay tuned. Yeah, stay Please tuned. listen yeah. to us next season. There'll be plenty more but, where that but came also, from. Um, but also feel free to comment on the Facebook or whatever or hit us on Twitter with um, what you reckon was missing. That's, oh, please. I don't know. For me, at least, this is this is one of the best moments of the countdown where we get to actually look at it as a whole thing and be yeah. like, these these things are missing and that's kind of weird. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> let us know. It'd be a very different Hottest 100 if it was just the four of us voting. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It'd, I don't actually think it'd be that good. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah, it'd be a lot of tism. There's already a lot, lot of tism. A lot of tism. A <laughs> lot of random just radio cock in hand music. <laughs> <from Yeah. boy. laughs> Somehow this year there'd be less cure than there is. <laughs> <laughs> but there would be plenty of falsified evidence though. <laughs> Plenty. Oh, that's not changing. Yeah, not no. at all. Once the evidence has been falsified, there's no going back. <laughs> teach yeah. a man to falsify evidence for a day. He'll survive a trial, but teach a man and he'll be above the law for life. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, my Lord. All right. Top 10. Yeah. That's next, next episode. Next, it's going to happen. Tune in next week for the last episode. Same of the bat season. time. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Damn same right. bat nipples. Oh. Same bat not nipples. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no nipples on the bat suit yet. No. <laughs> Well, again, thanks for coming along. We always, I know this is a bit of an indulgent week, but we have a great time doing this. <laughs> yeah. Talking about At music that. that we specifically love, <laughs> that we think we should have wanted to hear. <laughs> so, yes, on behalf of Mr. David James Young. Wu-Tang forever. On behalf of Mr. Adam Buncher. Wu-Tang for the children. And on behalf of Mr. Nathan Harrison. I wanted to say for the children. No other good Wu-Tang slogans, no. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I'm Andrew McDonald. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Rate, review us, and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. I'm pushing that this week. And this, <laughs> and, this and every week. It's stamps.com. Yeah. Keep, keep music easy to print at home. Woo! Woody woo! Yeah, I like Nothing can save Hello, good morning. Tell me what the lick read. Pretty face, thin waist with the sick weed. First time fish telling in the six feet. Real bad boy, tell him come and get me. I'm at the fight. Bang kind of like Bellman. Only took a trip to the truck twice. Unpack the Mac 11 and their Maxis. Stuff six figures in my damn air mattress. Uh, I'm in love with large bills. and down with a fat ass, then waist and tall heels. Yeah, it's the tough long dawn. Honey, carrots in the trunk. Time to give it back to Sean.